Welcome to the Powered Services Podcast, your one-stop shop for all the information, strategies, and insights you need to supercharge your MSP. Get ready to hear from other MSPs and industry experts in the trenches and behind the scenes to help you change the future of your MSP and increase your MRR. Now, here's your host, Dan Tomaszewski. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Powered Services Podcast. We're excited to have you along today. As always, we've got my co-host, Will Bishop. Will, how are you? Doing great, Dan. How are you today? Living the dream, man. Living the dream. And uh, look, uh, today's topic, you know, we're going to get into, I think, is something that I'm hearing everywhere I go, uh, whether it's peer meetings, whether it's, you know, webinars we're hosting, uh, but I'm not seeing enough content around it. And that is the mental health. Uh, You know, a lot of MSP owners out there are concerned about their employees' mental health. Uh, and we've got a lot of folks that maybe they work at an MSP and are, are struggling with some mental health issues. Uh, and it, it's just something we're not talking about enough. So uh, we thought we'd take some of the listeners' feedback and uh, really do an episode on this and, and bring in the experts. So why don't you uh, take us through who we've got today and uh, let's get into this topic because I know it's we've got some questions that uh, some of our listeners have been really wanting to to get some answers to. Yeah, 100%. And um you know, Dan, when we said we were going to pick this topic up and start talking about it, I told you, uh, I knew a guy, I knew exactly who we wanted to bring yeah. on. And, um, our guest today is, uh, Dr. Paul Baggett. Paul is an associate professor in the department of social work at East Tennessee state university. Uh, Paul's also a licensed clinical social worker. He's been practicing, uh, a practicing psychotherapist for 33 years. He was sharing with us in the green room before we came on. And, and Paul specializes in anxiety and depression. And then he also shared with us self-care as well as part of that. And um, I, I knew Paul and I knew that we wanted to have him on because Paul's my neighbor and uh, we've coached baseball together. We've got kids that are the same age. Uh, great guy, full of uh, full of knowledge. And glad we've got him on the on the uh, call today. So welcome, Paul. Glad to thank have you. you. Thank you so much for that introduction. Yeah, and uh, thank you, Will, Dan, and Carrie for having me. I'm really glad to be here today and talk about, uh, you know, kind of taking care of yourself from home, taking care of your employees. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, stress. We're going to talk about mental health. And we're going to talk about uh, what the uh, MSPs can do to promote a more uh, self-care oriented workplace. And then we'll talk, of course, about some of the benefits and then uh, maybe what the employees can do as well. So I want to, want to, uh, you know, talk about the problems, but we're also going to talk about what you can do about it. So uh, sure. not great. just the doom and gloom day here today. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm glad we're having the conversation because frankly, I feel like there's probably a stigma around uh, just the, the topic of, of mental health in general. So let's, uh, let's chop it up a little bit. Let's get some answers maybe to some questions folks are uh, not, not uh, completely comfortable asking. And, and kind of where I would start, you know, when the, the coronavirus and, and pandemic and quarantine and all of that happened a couple of years ago, people got, you know, just very abruptly pushed home. They're working remote. They're separated a little bit. Talk, talk for a few minutes, if you would, Paul, about um, the health issues as well as the mental health issues that, uh, that we're starting to experience as a society as a result of that. Yeah, the so I'm glad you brought up both health and mental health because both uh, a lot of a lot of our systems are affected. So um, certainly, I, I think in the tech business, we're already got some stress, right? 
little uh, bit. A little bit. Yeah, if I understand it, you guys are constantly keeping up with the new software and you're uh, trying to keep one step ahead of the bad guys, right? And you're trying to learn kind of new technologies. So uh, I think that's stressful enough. And I think, you know, the crash course we all got in working from home, there was no instructions with that. So while um, younger employees, younger people really um, kind of were digital um, um, natives, you know, they came in, they knew it, but a lot of us older folks maybe uh, were not. So it's been a stressful as well learning that. So I think um, a third of the workforce was forced home uh, with no preparation. So some of the consequences have been uh, poor mental health and, and particularly anxiety, depression, stress, uh, substance abuse, and some of the physical complaints have been, uh, you know, I'm going to go through some later, but the uh, GI upset, back pain, neck pain, shoulder pain, uh, muscle tension. So um, these are all kind of new and they're all kind of things that people never had before, don't know where to go for help. So a lot of us are accustomed to our family doctor. Um, frankly, family doctors are seeing more mental health issues than ever. Um, our local system here has uh, reported twice the appointments for mental health issues since COVID. So it's pretty much nationwide. According to World Health Organization, there's been 25% increase in depression and anxiety. Um, that's true in the United States as well, as long as an increase in alcohol use, uh, stress-related disorders, PTSD, things like that. So, um, again, this is not going to be all doom and gloom, but those are some of the realities. And the sooner that we go ahead and acknowledge those realities, the better. We'll mention stigma. Well, there is a big stigma around accepting help, around going to a practitioner's office, particularly if it's a psychologist or a social worker, and sitting there and trying to get uh, medications from a psychiatrist. So uh, that is certainly uh, a challenge we, we face. And, and I'm sure your MSPs are going to face that as well with their employees. Yeah, you know, Paul, you know, I want to go into this a little bit on the side of, you know, aside from the obvious concerns of our employees' mental health, you know, let's go from that MSP owner side. You know, what's the benefit, you know, that's there for that MSP owner that invests in their employees' mental health? Well, I think I'll start with having and keeping good employees. Um, this environment that you're in is only going to grow. Um, in fact, I look at, looked up some stats from the U.S. Bureau of Statistics um, software developers and quality assurance analysts are among the fastest growing job, as well as uh, information security analysts growing 33%. So that's much faster. And so I, I say that because there's going to be more and more um, jobs online. There's gonna be more and more competition for good employees online. So let me first with start with just a, a culture of a place that you want to come to work uh, versus a place where maybe I wanna look somewhere else. Um, as we know, you know, we're all in different states. Um, so people can reach out and find jobs earlier. So the first thing I will say is um, to keep your people. Um, next thing I would say is uh, studies have shown that uh, creating a health, healthy workplace can increase uh, productivity, increases uh, employee engagement, uh, improves retention, 
uh, helps retain employees. Um, burnout is certainly something that is affecting the tech field right now. So you can kind of, uh, you know, promote healthy employees. Uh, also job satisfaction. Um, I don't want to say that there's something wrong with working at home. A lot of uh, surveys, a lot of people say that they like working from home. So it's um, considering that and then considering the challenges that we have from all this fallout with um, COVID. Um, so better business outcomes, uh, better competition for workers. Um, you're going to see a decline in the mental health problems. Um, and um, you really want to show that this is a place that you want to work. So uh, certainly with um, these issues comes um, more sick days, um, working uh, with fatigue, uh, moodiness, irritability, um, sometimes less productivity. So um, there's a lot of reasons that um, MSPs would want to kind of create that culture of self-care. Because a lot, a lot of what we do is we just keep on working, 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 and we take these stressors in stride, and eventually they are going to manifest. So we'll mention health. Um, stress affects every system that you have. Right. And it makes every pre-existing condition you might have um, work. So think about uh, the systems that stress could affect. This is the skeletomuscular system, cardio system, neuro neurologic system, gastrointestinal system, metabolic system, reproductive system, endocrine system, central nervous system and digestive system. So every one of those is affected by stress and stress makes every one of those worse. So if you don't deal with your stress, your body will manifest it in some physical ailment. There is a, a very significant connection between um, body pain and um, stress. So what happens is we go to the doctor with a muscle tension, with a headache, with a heart palpitations, and they tell you there's nothing wrong. And you just did a $2,000 um, test and there's nothing wrong with you. So a lot of people who have chronic stress and anxiety have three foot or three inch thick uh, charts at their doctor's office because they're getting for, tested for ailments they don't have. It's really related to stress. Uh, unfortunately, people would rather um, have it be something physical so they could take a pill than do the uh, self-care work, go to therapy and things like that. Um, so that's part of what we're dealing with. And um, if you talk to primary care doctors, they are seeing this uh, more than ever. Yep. And, it, you know, what you're describing, Paul, is not that much different from what MSPC in computer systems, right? A lot of people say, uh, it's, the computer's a little slow. I'll wait till something something else happens. I know there's a problem, which could be, you know, ransomware or the system dies or whatever. And they'd be a lot better off if they listen to, hey, it's slow. Let me investigate why it's slow. There, there's some indications that they can get along the way. And I think I'm hearing you say the same thing's probably true uh, with mental health. And this is probably the, the big question for this topic is what, what are some of those things? Are they behaviors? Uh, what are the things that an employer can look for in their employees that will give them kind of an early heads up or an indication that, hey, something's going on with this individual and um, we may need to may need to get them some help or at least open up a dialogue with them? Okay, well, I'm going to um, give you some of the main symptoms of some of these. Okay, so so for your listeners, you just might kind of a little checklist. So this is the these are the official symptoms from the 
Uh, it's called the Diagnostic Statistical, Statistical Manual. It's put up by the American Psychiatric Association. So let me just tell, tell a couple. And I've got, I'm, the main ones I'm seeing is depression, anxiety, substance abuse. Okay, so um, depression, going to be uh, issues with sleep and sleep. And sleep is almost always involved in depression. Sleep too much, sleep too little. Diet is almost always involved in depression. Uh, eat too much, eat too little. Uh, for your employees, um, feeling down, low energy, if they are withdrawing from things that they used to do, uh, connections they used to have at work, uh, if they seem more irritable than normal, more moody, uh, if they seem like they don't enjoy things or look forward to things, uh, those are all um, classic symptoms of depression. So sleep, energy, withdrawal from one's pleasurable activities, and diet. Uh, with anxieties, I just say there's several kinds of anxieties. I'm going to talk about general anxiety. Um, there's also social anxiety, which uh, I think would probably be some an issue for, for people working at home. Uh, but some of the um, symptoms, anxiety. It's excessive worry. So worry is the biggest deal. We worry about things that have not come to pass. And therefore, we cannot be happy and worry at the same time. So worry is a big deal. So it's a worry to about a malware, worry about uh, my performance evaluation, worry about, we worry about everything. Um, tension, feeling keyed up, having a hard time concentrating, um, being tired all the time. So um, your uh, employees might, your employers might see people that are not um, responding, not getting their work done, uh, making excuses, taking too much sick time. Um, the alcohol use, I'm going to just say a little about alcohol use, but it's very similar for almost all substances. So it could be barbiturates, opiates, um, alcohol, certainly the most common. Um, the, and the thing about working from home is alcohol is right there 24 seven, right? Um, many people who experience depression, stress, anxiety, self-medicate with alcohol. Um, so while I have to go to the doctor to get uh, prescription drugs and I have to go to a uh, illegal source to get some drugs, I can go right down the street right now and get a half gallon of vodka and medicate myself. The problem is now we got depression and now we got another disorder um, with alcohol because what we're doing is we'd rather see the uh, clerk at the liquor store than we would see our, our doctor about it. So alcohol use disorder, um, spending more time getting, using, and recovering so they can't make early morning meetings, right? Don't feel good when they get there. Um, they keep using despite knowing it's not good for them. Um, try to quit and can't quit. Um, problems with work, almost always work, family, um, school, things like that. And then... Um, again, withdrawal. So with your work, with your MSPs, withdrawal, um, not showing up, not completing tasks, um, not um, interacting the way you used to, um, losing track of appointments, things like that are signs. Let's uh, let's talk about it and, and talk about some of the steps that an MSP, you know, could take to empower employees to maintain a healthy men mental state. I mean, I think a lot of our MSP owners are out here going, what can I actually do? And we talked about all the things, but like, what can I do 
And how can I help my employees, you know, have that healthy state, that mental state? Okay, so I would say the first thing would be to acknowledge that this is going on. Um, before you start fixing, you ought to know what you're fixing. So is there a way um, that the MSP could find out, do an assessment? Um, you know, this is personal stuff, but as far as assessments goes, there's a lot of valid instruments online where um, employees could um, take these tests to see whether it applies to them or not. So um, so I, I would say set a culture of self-care. So the MSPs might not want to hear this, but they do want to model that this is a self-care organization, right? They do want to uh, clearly communicate that that is what we're doing here. Um, they want to be committed to it. Um, they want to consider the needs of employees and not less stress and anxiety and these kind of things be the norm. Um, so a couple of things I noticed is um, I, I noticed Dan's chair and I noticed my chair. So one thing is the um, comfort. So customize the workspace. Can you help your employee create that workspace at home? Um, most of us, including me, went right to working at home and use the same furniture that they had. So I'm at a I'm not a good office desk and I'm at an old uh, table. So uh, one thing is, do they have the equipment to make them comfortable at home? And that would go for in office too, right? I mean, just having an environment when they're at, when they're in the office that's comfortable and and, and can help them as well. Certainly. Um, you you certainly have heard of gym memberships. Um, probably that's that's not news, but it does get you out of the house. Um, and if you don't support gym memberships, would you support at home gym equipment? For instance, uh, during COVID, I bought a, an elliptical. I used to work out at the gym. And now I work at home um, because I was at home myself for 22 months working from home. So would they be able to um, support some home equipment? Okay. Um, encourage your um, workers to take their time off in their vacation days and their personal days or give and give them some if that's possible. A lot of the research I saw on stress, people didn't take their vacation days. And I don't know about you guys, but that's kind of foreign to me. But I, you know, I work at a school, so I got summers off. But I know my wife and my sons, they just count their vacation days. So um, encourage them to do that. Uh, limit email and limit um, when you're available. So one of the big stressors of working home is feeling you're always got to be available, feeling you're never off. You never have downtime in your house, in your workplace blur. So is it possible? Now, this is something people um, connected have a hard time connecting. Is it possible to disconnect for a period? Um, what about quality of life activities such as um, during work hours? So it's quality of life trainings, more about stress management, more about taking care of yourself. Um, could you do some co-worker support? I don't know if your workers are feel free to talk to their boss about things, but there are ways that um, you can get co-workers together. Um, do your workers know about the uh, mental health coverage? Many, and if they have it, so many plans do have mental health coverage, but many uh, employees have no idea what it is until it becomes a uh, crisis. So. Um, the 
MSP could clearly communicate to the employees what the insurance policies are, what it does cover, what it doesn't cover. Um, do you have an EAP program, which is employee assistance? Some um, organizations have that. And I, I realize probably some of yours are, are different sizes. Um, can you help out with things like caregiving? Um, we got people taking care of their parents, people take care of the kids, and then they're trying to work from home. Um, is that is that something they're uh, open to do? Um, so again, it starts at the top. Uh, it has to be a commitment of the of the um, organization. It has to be something that they want to do culturally. Where I work over at ETSU, we started a self care initiative. So our department has a self care initiative where we uh, sponsor activities. We have conferences. And it is about nothing other than self-care. So if you come to our conference, you would learn about yoga, meditation, journaling, and, and just all kind of different things like that. So employers certainly can do that, right? Whether it's um, something that they purchase or something that they bring somebody in to do. Um, so, you know, things that would improve quality of life. And I think by you know, offering benefits such as a gym or such as some home equipment that would really um, show that they are committed and they are interested in that. All right, sounds good. Um, I, I think we're going to wrap things up here, but that's all all great advice and kind of what I heard there is uh, Dan's buying me a new chair. I kind of zoned out. <laughs> after that. Is, that, is that the case, Dan? No, that's not what I heard. <laughs> Oh, well, we can talk about that offline. <laughs> yeah, great stuff and, uh, you know, good information there for people to absorb and, and some stuff that, uh, frankly, you can action on today. Uh, yeah. Some advice Let me just say a little bit about self-care. Uh, yeah. The, the act. So self-care uh, is now becoming a uh, organizational strategy by most of the major companies. So it is purposely engaging activities that promote a, a good quality of life. So it is purposely meeting your spiritual, emotional uh, relationship work needs by doing activities. So it is a strategy. Um, those involved in uh, watching sports have heard the NBA say play 60 or play right. 30 for adults. So it's kind of like that. Do something every day. Um, Self-care activities or whatever you want them to be. Um, and I want to just say, to, in my experiences, the best antidepressant is exercise. And the best exercise is the one that you're going to do. Um, people say, what should I do? I say, whatever you will do, whatever uh, excites you are the best exercise. So um, it is purposeful. So I have a um, day timer, a planner, like most of you. I don't just say I'm going to get more rest or I'm going to get more exercise. It's 10 o'clock. I'm going to do this. It's nine o'clock. You're going to go to bed or things like that. You know, we're, we're, pretty used to being regimented. So what you really want to do is plan it and put it in your exercise, put it in your planner, because if you don't, uh, chances are you won't do it. People say, I'm going to uh, eat better. Uh, does that mean steak and lobster? Or does that mean um, salads and yogurt? You know, they say I'm going to work, work out. You know, what does that mean? So really um, use your planner, really be purposeful and really commit because the idea is to customize your customize your work life and customize your um, personal life.
Yeah. And you, you've said that to me several times, uh, Paul, that the, uh, the best medicine is exercise or the best thing you can do is, uh, is get out and exercise. So I'm glad, I'm glad you shared it. I'm glad you shared it with us today. Some people would rather do anything than exercise will. So I just say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know some of those people. It's like a four letter word. Yeah. Um, but we got these things. We, these things were under our skin. We got to uh, keep for a long time. So you, you want a well-oiled machine. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on today. Paul. Right, awesome. awesome. Thanks for having me guys. Yeah. Lots of great information. Just like we knew it would be. Yeah. All right. And let me know if I can help. Yeah, everyone. And thank, thanks again, Paul. And thanks everyone for tuning into this episode of the Powered Services Podcast. Hopefully you took something out of this and you can implement it inside of your MSP or at the bare minimum, start to look at that mental health of not only yourself, but your employees. And until next time, everyone, have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Powered Services Podcast with Dan Tomaszewski. We're dedicated to giving you practical information, tactics, and strategies that you can use to supercharge your MSP. If you liked today's episode, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast, and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, this is the Powered Services Podcast, signing off. All right, guys.